What's up, everybody? Before we start the podcast, this is Derek here. Just wanted to remind everybody that the Morflate group buy is still going on. You can still sign up and get great discounts on quality Morflate products like the 10.6 PSI Pro, which is the fastest compressor on the market. It's got auto shutoff and pressure control that you can program into it. Um, but not just the compressors. You can get the the hose kits and pretty much anything site-wide at Morflate. So uh, the more people that sign up, the better the discounts. We've already got 10 people who have signed up, so we already are at the 15% off uh, tier. Um, if 20 people sign up, we get 20% off. And if 30 people sign up, we get 25% off. These are some great deals to be had here. The more of the people that sign up, the better. Um, so sign up today. Um, get every get everybody in your life some more flake gear for the holidays just in time. Um, so with that, uh, I should probably tell you how, how to sign up for it. Uh, you can hit me up on Instagram at dmanbluesfreak. You can send me an email at dmanbluesfreak at gmail.com. If you do that, make sure you put something in the subject line like more flake group by. And finally, you can hit me up on Facebook, Derek Lassini. Um, And I think that's it. So sign up, get the deals, and we'll catch you on the trail. Cue the music. Overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered to buggies on stickies. This is the Total Offer Podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Josh. And I'm Trevor. And they're all here. Okay, this is episode 194? <laughs> allegedly. Uh, allegedly. It's, this is allegedly 194. You should probably double-check that on your app and make sure, because it's probably wrong. Um... I didn't double check it on mine first because that's just me. But I'm here with Trevor Torrens and Josh. Dot. Hey, how do you say it? You say it right every time you you don't think you say it right. Dottenhan? Yep. All right, works for me. Let's do it. That's confirmed because I have never known how to say your last name. <laughs> <laughs> in, in German, in a loose translation, it means dead hen or dead rooster. Ah, he's a dead uh, cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no, that's my that's gonna be my freaking nickname of the chat now. <laughs> oh, no. What have you done? You should have just left it alone. Uh, so, uh, we're all in here today. I got you guys on here today to talk about our trip to Vandy's uh, a few weeks ago, a couple, three weeks ago, something like that. It's been it's been a little bit. Um, but trying to get everybody together and trying to make time where I'm here at the studio, but not recording another podcast. And I was like, Hey, you know what? I should do a podcast. And so instead of asking everyone else, I hadn't heard from anybody else like about the podcast day, usually like Sunday night, they start kind of chatting about it a little bit. And it wasn't until tonight. Everybody's like tomorrow, <laughs> anybody available tomorrow? <laughs> but matter of fact, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, So we are in, Recording this episode, which I'm excited about. But you guys, you guys excited about off road, off road stuffs, off road stuff on an off road podcast? No, that can't. Maybe be. I should, we went off road more than once in what two months. Actually, 
if I go this Friday, oh, wheeling on a Friday. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, if I go wheeling this Friday, and then I weasel in another trip before New Year's Eve, I will have eleven total trips for the year. Uh, one in the one in the Liberty, and that's not fucking bad considering. The Jeep was down from April 15th to September 15th. Well, 14th, I think. That isn't bad at all. Not half bad for the entire summer being down. Um, Okay, so how many trips minus Badlands? How many different places have you been besides Badlands this year? Ooh. I went to (laughs) the Badlands. um, And then I went to the Badlands. So I wheeled in Iowa. And then I wheeled down with you guys at Vandy's. Illinois too on court. Oh yeah, yeah. Technically, technically a day. Um, and then, uh, have we done something in Indiana this year? I don't feel like you guys haven't gone to Thorns yet, right? Not this year, but that's that's this Friday. So Friday will be another trip outside of Badlands, and then the next two trips after that will be Badlands. I don't know. I wanted to go on the 4th for the Toys for Tots run, um, but we have something else is going on that day that I said I would attend. And I don't even remember what it was, but it was something, and it wasn't that. My wife gave me the option. She says, you can do one or the other. And I was like, I'll do the other one. (laughs) Happy wife, happy life, right? Yeah, and she was well. It was like it was for Owen. Um, gotcha. it's on the on the second, not the fourth. I always think it's the fourth. See, that's where I messed up. Um, on the second of December, Badlands will be having uh their toys for annual toys for tots. If you take a toy of, I think it's a toy or toys that value more than thirty dollars, then you get uh, a T shirt, I believe. And then if and you take, fees. what's that? And your wheeling fees covered or no? No, Nope. Not this okay. year. So it used to be, you take a toy, you get in for free. Uh, it seems that they've changed that this year. If you take a toy, no matter the cost, um, they will give you a lunch ticket. So you'll get lunch gotcha. on them. So That's still cool. pay to get in the door. I'm not upset about that. I like supporting that park. So if I got to pay to get in the door, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Yeah. They've got that going on, and then uh, I believe, depending on when Kyle puts this out, depending on how the editing goes this week, I don't know what happened last week, but the re- something about Mike's audio file, like his uh, channel, got goofed up or something, and uh, that's why Kyle oh, had such a hard time getting out last week, is the last 10 minutes was missing. Oh, I didn't even notice that. But it should, Well, it wasn't, because he figured it out. Um, because on Derek's end, so Derek downloaded the same, uh, files and the last 10 minutes were there. So that's why Kyle was a little late getting it out last week. Uh, it was not, uh, without him trying, cause he was trying diligently to try to get it out on time. So look at that quick shout out to Kyle for what he did. And, uh, what he's messaging us saying that the audio quality sucks and I've never listened to it and been like, that was unbearable. <laughs> you know, yeah. even his, his standard that he holds his work to is very high. And That's I appreciate probably, what he does. It's probably me. I'm just like, I'm an audio Nazi. You guys know that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Um, so Vandy's was your third um, park in Missouri that you've been to? I've been to, I think so. Yeah, flat nasty, but I did not take my rig. Um, went for Derek's Dirty <laughs> 30. And then, uh, what's that other one? Moonlight. Moon, no. Was it Moonlight? Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've been to Moonlight. Moonlight, yeah, with the crazy hill. We're That's down, right. We're with Mike and all them. Yeah. Yeah, Moonlight. And then I'd like to go. Sounds like we're uh, trying to go to Pruitt Mountain. Yeah. We'll get go see if we get some meth up. Go get some. Go get some. <laughs> um Ideally I not. I hope it's me. less creepy. So I guess that's an inside joke, and I didn't really know it was an inside joke because I was reading it on the chat. I th- was it on the chat that we're talking about that we're reading that? Yeah. 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 Uh, and you mentioned it kind of on the uh podcast last week on the Patreon last week, maybe or something like that. I don't know. Trevor <laughs> went down there. Um it's Christy, right? Yep. Yep. So Trevor and Christy went down to go wheeling, and apparently it was pretty rowdy. Um that's yeah, an interesting that's story. Somebody came out of what the Porta John and they were painted completely blue. Maybe it wasn't the Porta John. Yeah, they came out of the office. I <laughs> I don't know what was going on there. Um, I really don't want to talk bad about it because I hope that park stays open because they have <laughs> such good terrain and it was beautiful. Uh-huh. Uh, I just hope they figure out a management situation over there that doesn't involve people that are dyed blue head to toe. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was weird. I don't know why. Yeah. Um, so. But the pictures I saw, so I was telling, I was describing that to Derek. Was it on the podcast? We were describing that. And he said something about, uh, yeah. okay. And he's, uh, what was the name? Was she did? Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. Um, definitely from the pictures I saw, I was like, Ooh, I want to go. That looks awesome. But yeah, yeah it was a lot of fun. And I said pictures in the, um, in the Patreon chat, but I'll post pictures of that on in the group. Okay, the uh, if you look at it on Google, it just looks like a flat, like farm. It just looks like a farm ground. Yeah, the fields, yeah, the fields and everything are just sitting there. It's just the field. I'm just like Trevor. What, like, what was so scary about this? It looks very tame and just like there's this wide open. I like when you were telling the story. I was envisioning like woods all around you and you like walked into the kit into the office and like the offices i i don't know i just i didn't envision that and i look at it it just looks like a pasture (laughs) yeah it was just it was just odd we we pulled up and uh there was nobody else there um and there's this guy who uh just looked kind of busy on drugs if you picture that and uh he walked up and I asked him like, where are we supposed to park? And he kind of points me around this corner that there's like no shot I'm going to make with my, my trailer. Mm. And I'm like, that's, that's probably just not going to happen. And he's like, well, right here's fine. And I was like, well, that'll work. Cause I'm not making that turn. It's uh, <laughs> wild because it, so, again, on the map, it looks wide open. Yeah. It's, it's very different in person. Interesting. But, uh, yeah. Mm. We, Paid him, which I wasn't sure if he was the right person to pay, but I mean, he took the money and let us in and gave us maps. So I was like, whatever, it's good enough, I guess. And uh, we unloaded and it was weird. And then we went to, had to go to the bathroom. So we go up and ask them 
you know, you have a bathroom. This guy's just like sitting on the floor in the middle of the hay barn. Like there's nothing around him. <laughs> and uh, and he's like, oh, yeah, they're right over here. So we're like walking on the other side of the barn from him. And he points us to the the bathroom where it says Pruitt Mountain Recording Studios on the outside of the bathroom, which is like not an awesome joke to make to guys that you don't know. And it's definitely not a good joke to make to their girlfriends and wives. And uh, yeah, that made for some tense feelings of, you know, the feeling where you get where you're like, these people mean me harm and I'm in danger. That was how I felt standing there. Uh, And then the guy who has died completely blue came out of the office and talked to me about coming back in the dark and hunting skinwalkers. And I'm like, if I'm coming here and hunting anything, it's probably going to be you. So, (laughs) yeah, uh, we cut that conversation short and got in our Jeeps and went and explored the trails. And the trails were awesome. It's a great park. The map makes sense. It's very well marked. They have really good terrain there. Um. The trail that we did that was called the Wow Trail uh, was awesome, and it was very technical and slow and a different kind of wheeling than you usually get in the Midwest. Um, So that was fun. And then uh, once it was time to go, we formulated a plan of how we were going to get back on the trailer and strap down fast and uh, (laughs) hold up and executed that. We went on the trailer and all strapped down in like five or six minutes and uh, (laughs) just left everything we didn't need right away in the jeeps and we got a little bit down the road and stopped to get something to eat and like made sure all the straps were tight and got the stuff we needed out of our jeeps and i just didn't want to deal with those people again so this is the map so look at the map here if you just google come on focus yeah. You see the giant is not it, is it? No, that's the parking area. All the where the trees are and stuff, that's where the that's where the wheeling is. Yeah. So where was Trevor not making around the corner at? I can't quite see you picture all that well. Okay, so you see how there's the gravel drive that comes in mm-hmm. and then there's the building to the left of that. Looks like three, like three buildings. Yeah, that was the hay barn. Okay. And he wanted me to get my trailer to go between a light pole and that building, but next to the building is like a six foot berm that the turn goes around, and then about fifteen feet from that berm is another drop off, like six feet down. Oh. Yeah, and it was like there's, stuff. there's no way that I was going to make that turn with a trailer. So what's the what's that dark building there? Is that like a house? The dark building hey, is like the office or house or something. Okay. Sorry, I know we're not really that's describing you. Like the hay barns on the left there is an area. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, there's more more buildings there now than there are when that picture was taken, though. Oh, okay. Right on. Um, I was just across curious. the little road from the hay barn is Mm -hmm. what i think is now the office and in between the office and the hay barns is where the bathroom is now oh yeah it's a new building they just built yeah gotcha i hope that they figure out management there because that park was great i just don't want to be afraid when i go there 
It's just weird because it's know, in the middle of fucking nowhere. I don't want to say you're lucky or unlucky, but most of the time there's no one there, and they just on your honor you got to put twenty bucks in the. Which one's worse? That's how. That's how. Uh, uh, Thorns is. You go to Thorns and there's just a box there, and you just donate your monies and go yo. Yeah, I would. I would be good with that being a on your honor thing, but it'd be cool if they just had, like, you know, people who looked like they were supposed to be there. Oh, you're not gonna get that in Washington County, Missouri. Sorry. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sounds like sketch, but my god, the terrain looks like it would be worth it. Yeah, oh, when fun. we were out on the trails, I was like, wow, maybe this is worth being a little afraid. But so Steve, yeah, what do you think of Andy's? What do I think of Andy's? Yeah. Um, it's cool. It's a little park, so I'm gonna I would say if you're gonna travel um like I did, about three hours, uh was it four hours? Whatever it was. Um it was if you're four, gonna travel four, four, four hours, isn't it? It was something like that. It was 600 miles round trip. So okay. if you're going to do that, I would say make a weekend of it and tr- and do Vandy's and then scoot over to what the loop, which is yeah. tri- yeah. five minutes away. I would do it's- multiple parks because I don't know that Vandy's is more than a one day park. Yeah, you could and- you could see all of Vandy's in a day and have a lot of fun. Yeah, and I you think- can also night wheel too. That That'd would be probably change. I think that would change it. That I think is true. If it was if it was a little warmer and you wanted to set up camp and stuff like that in camp, I think you could do two days of wheeling there easy. First day to explore, second day to come back and tear up anything you want to tear up and kind of get com- like get comfortable with the park and kind of play a little harder on it, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you could do you could, It's not a big park, but it is very relaxed. Um, I like the fact that there's not an obstacle on every trail, but there's obstacles like off of trails. That way, like if you go there with like not so capable jeeps, they can you can go have fun on tougher obstacles, but they can still stay in your group and stuff like that. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. It was definitely something to you know. Again, this goes back to the there are no shitty off road parks. Um, you know, it's just smaller, and but I had a lot of fun there. I think it would be a good time to camp there. Can't you know set up camp. And you know, set up your fire, or whatever, and then go wheel, come back, eat, go wheel, come yeah, back, sit by the fire, have a drink, then go back out and do some night wheeling. Wake up the next they morning. Every yeah. year, it'd be a cool park for that. Like to go for an event and just kind of bum mm-hmm. around and trail ride, and then watch some of the events happen. <clears throat> That'd probably be a lot of fun. And then also, have you been there? When they do the events like that, are there a lot of uh, like a little bit bigger rigs there to do stuff? Like, can you go watch them do dumb stuff? I've I've, the only two, three times I've been there, there's been our group for the most part. Oh, really? That was that was it. I've seen some of the remnants of those big events, and uh, there's all kinds of stuff out there when they're happening. It'll be like nearly a bouncer out there doing stuff big jeeps stuff on like 47s and then there's also mud trucks that come out which isn't really my thing but you probably have big holes to watch them go through right it'd probably be a lot of fun to go out there and just yeah it'd be i think going to an event like that would be cool um yeah just to go enjoy the actual event itself and like i said that park is just kind of 
the way it's laid out is really relaxed, and yeah. that would make a lot of fun. But yeah, there was a there's some pretty cool obstacles there. Obviously, uh, was it mailbox? Yep, yep, that was pretty cool. Uh, lunchbox, new goal. Yeah, lunchbox is cool because of the different lines you can take and stuff. Yeah, um, it's a lot of I don't know. There's, and there's what is that? Todd's Hill we did or something like that. Was it no? It's Toby's. Yeah, Toby's. Toby's. That Hill. was a deceptively challenging obstacle. Yeah, it just looked like a little ledge, and it was not surprised. <laughs> Yes, uh, I like the price. Ten dollars a person isn't bad. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, that's that's a that's reasonable for sure. I really like the uh, the owner situation there because it's all on his property, and he's kind of got a shop that they hang out in while people are coming and going. And uh, he's always got stuff and space for you to work on something if you break something and want to want to fix it. Uh, he also knows his park very well, and every day he's out there leading groups around and stuff. So, people who don't know, uh, he's pretty willing to show them around or put them in a group of people who do know the park, which is cool. Um, and it's also cool that he knows what's going on on his trails. He knows he knows every every trail in there and what's hard and what isn't and where to send people based on what they've got. And I think that's cool. He's been doing a lot to get the trails marked better and obstacles marked better so that everyone knows what you're talking about. Um, But it's cool. He's the owner of a park who cares about it and wants to make it better and do everything he can to make it fun for everyone. Yeah, he um, he's starting to recognize me, but I mean, I guess that's probably because of the Comanche. Don't see many of those, which is really surprising that we saw another one there that day, though. It's the yeah. Yeah, your uh, your board. tow rig and off road rig combo is pretty cool when you pull up. Yeah. The uh, yeah, so the park. I had, I had a lot of fun there. It was a good trip. It was uh, a little fun. I got up. I don't know. I left the house at like five or a little after five, and got down there at. Around ten, yeah, and then uh, I think I left like five. Crew started unloading your trailer for you. Yeah, pit crew, pit crew got the, got the trailer unloaded. <laughs> yeah, uh, and then we wheeled the whole day there and stuff. And then we had lunch. They had the so the lady there cooking lunch. That was cool. And then at the end of the day, Trevor and I hung out after you guys left. Trevor and I hung out for probably what another forty-five minutes to an hour. Yeah, at least. And then the sun had gone down. I was like, all right, I better hit the road. And then I drove until I was tired, which was the other side of St. Louis. And then I just posted up at Love's, backed into a parking spot, and jumped in the back of the truck. It was already set up for my bed. And I just camped out at the Love's until I shut down about 11. And then I got back on the road at... I think it was like 4.30. About 4.30. Uh, <laughs> that was interesting. I went to sleep and I had shut the truck off and it got cold. And then I um, I fired the truck up with like remote start. And then I thought I just had it like turned to accessory or something like that. I don't know. Whatever I ended up doing, Um, I ended up leaving the truck running and like dozed back off for like a couple hours. And I had a dream that I had like a quarter tank of fuel and then I woke up and it had like 12 miles left. 
Oh. <laughs> I was like, well, it's a good thing the fuel pump is 12 feet and not 12 miles. <laughs> that had been a problem. Uh, so yeah, I got woke up, jumped in the front seat, and then pulled up to the fuel island, got fuel, and hit the road. It was a pretty good trip, man. Really uneventful. Truck towed great. Um, yeah. What do you get for mileage in that thing? You're ten. 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 And big block ten. I got like seven <laughs> to eight on that trip. Yeah. Got seven last weekend going to Flat Nasty. Really? Yep. Yeah, I mean that's big block problems. You get a four sixty in there. <laughs> is it? Is it fuel injected? Yep. Really, fuel injected is big block. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ninety-seven. So it's like a half. So it's like a ninety-six and a half, but it's oh, it ninety-seven. Is. So it's a half. Yeah. It's a half year when they made. Those F one those those like seven lug F one fifty looking tortoise, yep. you know, yeah. Stupid. Yeah, the seventy seven hundred package, and then yeah, they made an F two fifty light duty, and then they made an F two fifty heavy duty, which is what yours is. Which is, yeah, which is mine is yeah. Hmm. That's wild. An F two fifty light. That was my grandpa's old truck, so it's probably gonna stick around for a while. Oh yeah, I like it. Needs to come down. Needs to the wheels need to come down and see me. Oh, so so my brother and I are basically sharing it, and we share that trailer too. So I was talking okay. to him. I go, we need to find another set of Alcoas and put them on that trailer, so like a match. Is it an eight lug trailer? Yeah, it's an eight, eight by six and a half trailer. So what I'm trying to do, Steve, is I'm trying to find another set of Alcoas so I can send those up to you. I can mm-hmm. still have my tow rig, and then once you get yep. those polished, swap them onto the truck, and then send the other ones up to you. Let's here and get back on the internet and start looking around for them. I guess. Um, Trevor, you you broke some things. I did. <laughs> have you made any headway to address the things that you had broken? Four days ago, I took the Jeep off the trailer and unhooked the trailer from my truck. So, Winning. No. Uh, <laughs> when I got home, I was just like really not feeling it that it was actually broken and I had to actually fix things. Yes, you do. So uh, I just yeah. kind of pulled it off into my parking lot and turned around, walked away, locked the door, and just left it all sitting there for two and a half weeks. <laughs> um, and then. Uh, we had some of Christie's family down here over the weekend, and it's like, yeah, I should un- unhook and unload and all that stuff. So I did. Um, but that doesn't mean I've done anything to it. That just means that it's no longer on the trailer. The axle is still ratchet strapped in place. Um, uh, yeah. I am using my new front axle as a uh, foot rest right now, so <laughs> is that right? Yeah, do we set like a deadline. Like, are you gonna come? We need to have you at the uh, at the hangover run, so you need to get to work. Yeah, that's a possibility. My issue right now is that so I broke the remaining factory portion of my track bar bracket off my front axle, and yeah. my current front axle that's now broken is a low pinion TJ data 30 with a basic truss, like a flat plate truss and WJ knuckles. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
it's amazed me that it hasn't broken. Um, you could grab the pinion and shake it up and down and side to side and stuff like the bearings are on their way out. So how I haven't broken the teeth off the gears, I don't know. Uh, still has the stock shafts in it that my Jeep had in it when I bought it. So I don't know how those are still alive, but it kept going. And I was like, well, as long as it keeps going, I don't have to work on it. But now it's broken and I don't think I'm going to bother fixing it. I'm just going to finish my JK44 and plop it do it but Did now you, i'm stuck uh, on the slippery slope of uh i also have coilovers for the front and i want to redo a bunch of stuff in the back end so i'm like do i just put this in and go play again or do i fix everything and just have it down for a while because my rear suspension's all messed up too yeah you broke a leaf string i did yeah i must have did what mike did and smashed the shackle on the ground and bent the spring probably on mailboxes i think your your ass end was in the ground on the bottom of so we can we yeah. can look at the footage and find out yeah so it needs some love so i'm thinking about doing the no lift shackle brackets that you're doing steve um how rusty is the back of your jeep not very it's it's pretty decent and i haven't cut anything up so I think it'll be okay. You got stickers on that yet? I have mid-frame. I need to do rears and fronts. So if you don't do the rears yet, um, it won't be too bad, I don't think. So this project, honestly, now, was somebody else saying a different company? Was it you, Josh, that asked why I didn't use a different company's? No, I was asking Mang why he went with the Iron Man 4x4. That's that's Instead of like Brown Dog or other ones. Because I didn't know that Iron Man even made motor mounts. Yeah. Um, so those no lifts that I have, actually pretty slick design. Um, obviously far beefier than the factory design. Oh, the yeah. thing that is the thing that has yeah. given me troubles is the frame was plated before I bought it in 2006. Mm-hmm. And um, so nothing lines up like it should. Um, because of the plating, it doesn't sit up against the floor anymore. Um, it's supposed to sit against the floor. And then also because I cut all that garbage out and put all new metal back there to do the, uh, to do that whole back end, that metal doesn't mat- match up now because it's raised up slightly over the factory metal. It was all just, it was just gone. It was all rusted out. So I'm having, oh, and then because I did the leaf flip, the shackles were too far back in 2017 or whatever when I did that, and it flexed out. The shackles swung back too far and hit the sheet metal, so I cut the sheet metal out. Well, I needed that sheet metal back there to bolt the, the tabs to, yeah. to bolt you know, the, the buckets to. So it's just a handful of little things. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I haven't done any of that to mine. It's all still stock. So Previous mods have made it made this job really unflavorful i definitely yeah, saw that with the, the cutout that you made for your shackles that looked like it really added some hassle to that whole setup a little bit i'm just gonna burn a weld right there on that edge instead of having a, i'm gonna put one bolt on top where i have metal and the rest of it i'm just gonna put a put a bead on both sides of it and call it a day yep. um driver's side i was able to bolt in just as it is and then 
you guys might think I'm crazy for this. I actually went over to Walmart and bought a couple of poly cutting boards. And I'm going to mm-hmm. make a basically just a spacer um, that goes between the top of those buckets and the new floor so that I can then bolt up through the floor like it's supposed to be with the three bolts. But mm-hmm. I won't have a space right now. I have about a three eighths gap on the dr- passenger side and a half inch gap on the driver's side from the floor to the bucket. Honestly, I don't think it needs it, but in the off chance that it tries to deflect, if I put the spacers in there, the poly spacers in there and the bolts, it will at least hold it all. It'll, it'll give it something to deflect onto. So there'll be just a little layer of added rigidity um, that it's designed to have. So yeah. a little extra work. Let's practice, I think. Let's uh, practice three sixteenths. Yeah. Quarter inch. Three sixteenths. Yep. Which I mean, I was all nervous about this last night. I'm like, man, is this going to be enough? Do I have enough bolts in this? Like, I don't know because it bolts to the bottom of the frame, but it doesn't touch the side of the frame. So it's relying on the three bolts at the back of the bucket to mm-hmm. keep it from reflecting towards the frame. I'm like, man, I don't know if this is going to work out or whatever. Um, but the reality is the last four trips out, it's been hanging on by a piece of 16 gauge steel and a bolt floating in a hole. And that's worked out so far. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely better than that. This has got to be better than that to some degree. I think obviously, um, so I have to have, because of the frame, um, the box frame, I actually had to cut the, there's holes on the side of it. And honestly, would kind of recommend this to anybody else that's thinking about doing it. The, the two bolt holes that go underneath the frame and bolt up through where the hitch is at. I just took mm-hmm. and opened those up. So they're just slots now instead of holes. And they were already oblonged so that you could have a little bit of adjustment. I opened them up because I needed to push the box out away from the frame another 16th of, or another, I don't know, three sixteenths of an inch or whatever to be able to get that nut in there for adjustability on the shackle bolt, depending on where I want that shackle bolt to be. So I just cut those into slots, but it makes it really, it makes it super easy now because I can just slide those buckets out instead of taking the bolts all the way off of the, um, of the frame there, the nuts, taking the nuts all the way off. I can just slide the buckets in and out. So it's like, okay, that does make it a little easier. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, I would so far, so far, the no lift shackles or the no sh- no lift shackle buckets from Iron Man 4x4 have been pretty decent. I haven't had to do much, even with my I'm, shit crazy. I'm thinking about doing that, doing those buckets with their one inch shackle, doing the front stretch brackets so I can move my axle back a little more, and uh. Doing a four and a half inch like Jeep Speed style pack where it's like yeah leaves that are really thin so they can or like a Deaver flex yeah something like that mm-hmm. um and then I so, want to do uh, over the axle shock in the fender wells like you have Steve um if I was going to redo that setup I like my over the axle shocks. What I don't like currently is that I use too big of a shock in the rear. 
I think I did like a factory six inch lift shock or something like that. Uh, Mm -hmm. replacement. And they're way too tall in the rear. I need like a two inch lift shock. I saw your uh, Snapchat about that. On my, on my rear axle, um, when I put the eight, eight in, I put, uh, I'm pretty sure they're ORA uh, cock mounts, and they're just like the ones that set so that the bolt goes right into the middle of the axle tube, not hanging down like two inches like the stock ones do or whatever. And with that setup, I have like five to six inches of lift in the back, and I'm using a stock length shock. Yeah, it's not it's not limiting my travel at all. Um, but the angle on it is horrible. It's like mm. fully like 45 degrees from the axle to the body. So they get so hot while riding on rough trails. Like they're discolored on the body from how hot they get. Really? So yeah. And I've had my front shocks too after like Pruitt Mountain, the trails are just like a lot of little rocks and the whole time you're driving through there, it's just little bumps everywhere. And we did like an hour or so without stopping. And when we got to the end of it, my front shocks were so loud because they were hot. I like spit on them just to gauge how hot they were. And it like steamed off of them. And those shocks are fucked. They don't do anything now. So (laughs) like, I want better shock angles and I want to just do coil the front and i'm gonna do like a a good shock in the back kind of like derek's been talking about in the front doing mm-hmm. uh, like a good quality tuned rear shock also mm-hmm. uh, but then i like getting that close into it and kyle's like you should just more like it uh i probably there's, should there's like a constant like project creep it's like when do you call it? That's what they kept saying to me. Like, oh, you should four link it. Like, it's not a terrible idea. It's not going to fix all of my problems, but it will fix some of my problems. And it's just like, when do you? I don't know. There's this hard thing of like, how long do you have it down? Well, you know, will you keep working on it? Will you, yeah. you know, you if you do a full axle swap up front with coilovers and then you four link the rear and I'll do everything out back and you have to do all this fab. Like, is that six months? Is that nine months? Is it 18 months? Like what's the time frame to get all that shit done? And then also, are you going to burn out mid midway through and have to stop yeah. a four month break? Like, I don't I, know. I worry about that. Cause I'm like you, Steve with the, if I don't drive it, I won't care about it. Fact. And, uh, my old red dually has fallen big time victim to that. Mm hmm it's like parked behind all my trailers and stuff. And it like, it'd probably start if I went out there, but the brakes are all fucked from it sitting around. And yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know. And there's another thing too, with that is that a lesson that I learned years ago, and I still like fall victim to doing this, like, or wanting to do this is like, man, if I had all the money, I'd just build a fucking rig from, you know, build it from scratch to done in one shot. And just yeah. be right. I did that with a. Do you guys are you guys old enough to remember um, the Radio Shack? They're like mod. They were called like uh, mods. Uh-huh. Do you guys remember those? Yeah, like yeah, kind of. 
and you could build them up. Um, and we went out in like a fucking weekend or like within the matter of like two weeks, bought every fucking piece that we could buy for those things. We bought the lift kit. We bought the lowering kit. We bought every like motor upgrade. You could buy everything Yeah, and did all this shit in a matter of like two weeks. Like, wow, this thing's going to be so cool, man. And it's so much fun to work on. And then as soon as I had all the mods for it, I was done. Like, all right, cool. I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do anything else with it now. Like, it's it's done. And uh, that kind of sucked. I was like, wow. I just spent a bunch of money, and now it's not fun anymore because I'm done fucking with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's where, I'm, that's where I'm at kind of right now with the Comanche is everybody's like, oh, why don't you link it? It's like, it works the way it does right now for what I needed to do. Why yeah. put... I don't know. Like I, I think all I need is an anti-rat bar, and I will be happy with it because it does what it needs to do. I yeah. mean, I've been denied on obstacles, but I mean, I've also made it up some obstacles that I think I was going to. And I think, I mean, a little bit of that seat time, and obviously, you can always keep building it. Like, oh, link it, okay? Go to tons, okay? Go to forty twos, okay? And it just you just keep doing that, or you can kind of go do like Mike, Mike literally has you know he's got a 44 up front and he has a good set of tires and he just it it does it it works it's not going to do every obstacle but it gets him out on trail he doesn't have i don't know how much mike has in snow day but it's not for what it does it's not much yeah 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 it's relatively it's like it's very impressive for um for no more than it has. It's leaf spring. It's like there's leaf sprung all the way around. And yeah. it just has a good set of tires. You got four tens. Like I think the, that's what I got in mind. I don't think that thing has a locker in it. I think he's just My welded rear, isn't it? He's welded front and rear. Yeah, he oh, is. Nice. Yeah, I think he's welded front and rear. And he does have a hydro assist because that's like super necessary. And then it was extremely yeah. necessary when he put the new tires on there. Um, yeah, but even that, he's just got like a surplus <laughs> supply tractor ram. It's not yep. anything real it special. Is. I think I, mm, he might have switched up to a PSC ram now. Maybe, maybe right. not. Either last time David I talked about it, it was uh, yeah. it was at four last year, not this mm-hmm. past. Year. We were looking at his tractor ram, but. Yeah, his gripe with the tractor ram was the uh, Himes are not serviceable. Yeah, you could not change the Himes out, and they only lasted like one season before they started to get a little bit of slop in them. And gotcha. so he was not real pleased with that. So he may still, he may be still running. It's, it's not like it was a crazy amount of slop, but it was enough that you could hear click, click, yeah. click. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, other than that, I think he was, I think that was the only reason he was thinking about switching to a PSC is because he could have then swapped the Himes out when they get worn out. I don't but, know. I went to the Comanche build knowing what I wanted and then just start just once it's now that it's done-ish, I guess. I mean, they're never done, but I mean, yeah. it's at a point now that I can still take it out and I'll be going three times in November and knock on wood, hopefully it won't break anything. Yeah. yeah that's, I mean, I'm not the nicest to it, but I'm not also not bouncing it off stuff either. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, if you just, you know, depends on how much you drive, you actually drive it. Oh, haha, you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she was so excited that she got up some stuff that you couldn't get up, Steve, just so you know. You know, 
There's that. There it is. <laughs> it looks like the fun heifer, but it does not actually have all the fun. Um, no, she did kill her in it. I was say she, uh, she, she drove around. She drove it. Well, we were getting to the point where she was driving as hard as you were. Yeah. Because, so. well, I, I went out there with one goal was to, was to conquer mailbox. Mm-hmm. And I conquered it. And I've done most of the other ledges that we were doing out there. So I kind of built it too for the both of us so that I could get her, I could put her in it and she's not going to hurt it, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Like, and if she does, she does. I mean, it's part of the game at that point. That's for sure. So I think she was having, it seemed like she was having a lot of fun with it. I didn't oh, she realize it. Now she, yeah. Not, yeah. Now she wants me to build her LJ. So. Ooh, LJs cool. are so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's her, that was her first Jeep. I found it. We found it. Got it, got it for pretty much a steal too at the time. Cause it only had like 106,000 miles on it. Wow. What year is it? Oh, five. Um, but yeah, no, she, she loves Comanche. What's the, what's the LJ factory wheelbase? 110, I believe. Or one, no, no, that... sorry, not 110. No, no 103. That's oh. 10 inches longer than the, than the TJ. Okay. I got you. 103. Oh, 103 because the factory TJ is like 93.4 or something like that. But how does she, how does she feel? About, how does she feel about a long arm kit and pushing that front axle out? Oh, well, my dream is to put it on a wide open design chassis. Oh, God. Well, you already have to for it. <laughs> what? I mean, the, the body on that's kind of starting to get rusty and stuff like that. That's the only reason why. Oh, what was the tub or what was the chassis that Ian built? That was, was, was goat? That a goat, goat built. Yeah, it was a goat built. That's right. Yeah, it was a yeah. goat built. And. He didn't even use an LJ body. He used a TJ tub and stretched it. And stretched it. I was gonna say that's what that when you said yeah. that I was thinking. I was thinking about that goat build. We already have the tub for it. It's like perfect. But yeah, that the goat built chassis was the LJ. So what's the wide open designs? Is that like a option or is that something you call them and say I want this thing? You can. It's a weld. They have a weldable kit too. Oh really? For an LJ? Uh, they'll weld it for you, or it's a weldable kit, and you just put body panels on it, basically like Ian did with the goat build. Oh, that's cool. Well, you would would you bolt would you bolt the tub back to it, or is it like an actual like cage? Well, you just use the skins off. Use the skins <laughs> off of it. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I haven't looked too much into it, but that they do have a chassis kit for it. Jesus Christ, it's a buggy. Yeah, basically, because it probably, <laughs> it, probably it would probably get fabricated nines. It would be down for a little bit, so we could get you the better, money. You better get her a little more addicted. <laughs> oh no, she, she, she's hooked. Meh. With, oh, how, with how valuable a, a stock LJ is these days, it seems like you'd be better off buying reproduction fenders or a reproduction yeah. of a yeah. chassis. I mean, yeah, that's a, I mean that's that's basically a pipe dream anyway. I mean, most yeah. likely what's going to get is a sixty or a, stir, a sixty with a Sterling or a fourteen bolt. Yeah. How, how long? Yeah. How long oh, she had, had it? Yeah. Uh, five years. Five years. Does it have a lot of sentimental value or just some? Mm, a lot. It's our first one, and you don't see very many of them. I was anymore. just thinking, yeah, what Trevor was saying. If you're just going to use the skins anyway, yeah, you'd be money yeah. up to to take that LJ and make it into a really nice LJ. Like put yeah. a little mm-hmm. bit of time into the body real quick and just fix it up and make it into a really nice LJ, and then sell it. 
and then buy your chassis and your nine and all that stuff with some of that money. Yeah, right. You know, and I mean, like when you think about it, you're like, ah, shit, do you cut up a $16,000 Jeep? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess the pipe dream. Basically, what most likely what's going to happen is it's going to keep, I'll probably do the middle built uh, front and rear. Mm hmm. Uh, it's because those are easy to weld on and stuff like that and stretch it. And like hey. I said, one tons or maybe fabricated nines. I don't know. They won't be spider tracks. They'll probably be rough stuff or something like that. Yeah. Some 60 outers or something like that. I can't say that I don't pipe dream. That was the whole JK discussion. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, I could just buy a cheap J. And I say that. And then was it Jeremy? Somebody sent me a um somebody sent me a JK that was already done. I felt like it was Jeremy. But um yeah, sent me that and I was like, oh, that's nice. It's already yeah, done. I'll, I'll poke uh, around at the uh the early JKs with the really shitty engines. Yep. Uh, and try to find one that's blown up, but they're and I'm like, man, you just get that. And then I know everybody's like, just put an LS in it. It's cheap. But just throw an LS in it. And like, that would be sick. Like, I have a donor truck for that if I wanted to do that swap. I'd really rather fix the truck and sell it because it's a, it's a newer truck. It's direct injected and stuff. But so that'll be, that'll be a good buddies to sell that one. But, um, but that idea crosses my mind every now and then. But then every time, like, Christy has a JL on 40s, and, like, it works well, but I don't, like, I don't like driving it. I would rather drive my Cherokee, because it's so much lower. And it just yeah. feels so tall in the JL sitting on top of the frame and everything. You're, like, way yeah. higher up, and it just, it doesn't feel good. I don't know. I just like something different. That's why I built the Comanche. Yeah, definitely. You see, you see too many JKs and JLs and JTs now on the trails. Not even mm. funny. Which I get yeah. why. They're easy. Well, they're easy to build. I get it. Like, that's fine. But that's just not me. Yeah, I... And the reason I was thinking of the JK, doing a JK, and that's what I was like, I was like, like a 07, 08, uh, yeah. something a little older, you know, that has the old... Because... If you're going to do what I was talking about, you're going to LS swap it, throw tons under it, and just throw kind of bolt a bunch of bolts on bullshit at it because you could do that and build a capable, a nice capable rig. Um, <clears throat> but uh, my thought was, and that's what a couple people were like, oh man, don't do that with a JK. Everybody does JK. You know, they're so common. I'm like, that's the, kind of the point. It's like, you just buy everything already. Yeah, I mean, pre everything's pre configured. You don't have to do any of the math. It drastically yeah. cuts down on downtime to build something when everything you buy it prefabbed and you just got to weld it on or bolt it on. Yep. For sure. Um, I mean, it took me two years to finish the Comanche. Exactly. So. The, uh, so that was the kind of the thing I thought behind it. And I'm like, in JK's, I don't, I, I kind of like it. Like, I look at Jeremy's and I'm like, ooh, that thing's nice looking. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. What's funny is the only thing that's Jeep on my Comanche anymore is the motor, mm -hmm. the body, and the, and the transmission. Oh, and, and the front drive shaft is a stock, is a stock <laughs> front drive shaft just like 
<laughs> it's, it's not. It's not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. In the, I don't know. It's one of those. That's a that's a pipe dream for me. It's like I don't want to destroy the Cherokee, and I just want to build something else. Well, and that's. I think that's the problem with Jeeps is. Yeah, they you can make their axle strong, but they're not like a Toyota axle strong, stock axle strong. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, mm-hmm. it's I understand why people keep the Toyota stuff. Everybody buys a Jeep once they get rid of it because it breaks. It's because it's just not the same, I guess, is what I should say. Yeah. Just beefy for with what they the, are. With the newer 44s, like the JL 44s, are like a completely different axle. Like, the it's a different pitch on the splines so it's a different measurement um but they're like the jk 44 rubicon rear axle is a 32 spline axle but it's like the older standard pitch the jl axles are still 32 spline but it's a much larger pitch and the axle shafts are like the same size as like a data 60 axle now they're huge it's crazy how much bigger the 44s that are on Christie's JL are than even the JK44 that I have. It's just a way bigger axle. Everything. Did you get rid of the axle disconnect on hers? Uh, No, it still hasn't. It still has stock uh, Rubicon axles in it. Once once she breaks one, uh, then I'll put uh, disconnect delete RCVs in the front, but it hasn't broken one. I mean, she doesn't like wheel it crazy hard. She's not bouncing it or anything like that but uh also with that the it's like hard to because the jls have such an unresponsive throttle pedal like being all electric you like roll into an obstacle and you hit it and you'll be like it feels like a minute before you need to hit it to bump it to roll through an obstacle and there's just nothing and you i've had it plenty of times, even with the pedal commander that's in it, where you give it full throttle to get going at an obstacle, and it does absolutely nothing until your foot is fully in the brake and you're sliding backwards down the obstacle, and then the throttle kicks on. It is like, undrivably bad. And that's the other reason I don't like driving it. The Cherokee, you know, it's just got a cable throttle. What you tell it to do, it does, unless it's broken. But I cannot figure out how to drive around the throttle pedal of the jail it's wild it's ridiculous that's where i like the 4.0 i can work on them and make enough torque and power for me to do what i want to do yeah yeah so far i I would like another 100 horsepower that'd be great yeah i mean i don't know with the one tons i don't feel like i'm gonna break anything though like i know jason you guys know who jason groose is Hmm. i heard the name no he's a guy He's a guy in our club that's got like a YJ buggy. Um, he started off with the 4.0. Uh, didn't break. Didn't break. I think he might have broke maybe one or two axle shafts. Took the 4.0 and the AX15 out. Put a five three or four eight in it. Still didn't break axle shafts. And then put a 6.0 in it. Now he's breaking RCVs. <laughs> and he's not. But he's not nice in his Jeep either. So I mean, was just, it sounds like he's uh, been upgrading the old driver mod at the same time. Yeah, like, so yeah, he, likes to, he likes to hear that V8 sing, for sure. I mean, who doesn't? 
I know they sound pretty awesome. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> there, there I is that. I like my, I like my doubler too. It helps out a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that I want also. Is which like at a lot of parts you need wheel speed when you need the low, but like doing the the wow trail at Pruitt, I definitely felt like lower gears would be helping me a lot doing that trail. Yeah. Yeah, because I think all last weekend, this past weekend, I was in 272 the whole time. I had the mm-hmm. 205 and uh, both in four high or one to one, I guess is what you would call it. I did all three of those yeah. ledges in 272. Yeah. You didn't have to go down to, you didn't. So, okay. So since we're talking about last weekend, What'd you think of Flat Nasty? <laughs> Flat Nasty? Flat Nasty's fun. We actually stayed in this awesome Airbnb too. That allows pets and stuff. So um mm-hmm. if it if the house was for sale. So if it's still there next year, maybe we should plan a trip, a TOP trip or something down there. Get some guys down there to go have some fun. Um yeah, the three bears were cool. Um field bases, you're definitely your friend on those. Yes. Uh, we I had, I had to lead a moderate group, so um, one of the trails we were on, there was like black. There's a, there's are like green, yellow, and black, and they're called black diamond trails. Um, those are their like ex- quote unquote extreme trails. Yeah. Uh, but one of the yellow trails had offshoots that were black, and Chris and I kept driving by like, oh, that looks like fun. But we couldn't try them because we had we had jeeps in our group that most likely would not have made it up it. But I definitely want to go back. It's definitely a fun park. I found you a set. <laughs> I have one more wheeling trip, Steve, and then I can save up some money. Uh, you're going to have to. They want 700 bucks for this set. Oh, yeah. I've seen quite a few that they want that much for. Good God. I I what is the count now? Like 156 days or something like no, that? It was 195 like a few weeks ago. Oh, 179. Yep. And that's, but that's to the day, right? That's to the day. But then she wants like an extra week or something like that for the honeymoon or something like that. Like, so 189 days till you start spending some dollars. Yeah. It's fine. No, Flat Nasty can... is a fun park, though. Um, it's probably a lot different from whenever you were there, Steve. Uh, yeah, it could be. Oh, here's a set in Canton, Ohio for, for only 400. Again, yeah, that's also probably a 12 hour drive for me. So I is can't it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you just you know you just know a podcast host that knows people that live in those areas, and then they just kind of funnel the parts to you. Yeah, they they, they fall they fall off the truck at your front door. Is that what it is? <laughs> not not quite. Pretty close sometimes. Depending <laughs> on like axles, and, and I've had wheels do that. And I've had wheels fall off at the front door. I've had uh, axles fall off at the front door. What else has made its way here like that? I don't know. A lot of beer. A lot of beer has made its way here like that. <laughs> yeah, I want to make a trip to Badlands here soon at some point. Uh, well, there's the first of the year. I know. That's on yeah, the radar. Yep. It depends on uh, what family Christmas goes on. So Flat Nasty was a was a solid time. What do you think? So you guys, so... Did you guys run a black a black diamond? Is that what I heard earlier pre podcast? Yeah, Carissa ran a black diamond. It was pretty cool. Um, 
it's like a almost like a rock garden hill like you're climbing rock like and on top of mm-hmm. rocks up the hill and then there was um towards the top of it there was a big rock off to our right and we're driving and all of a sudden she goes oh my gosh this is more off camber than i thought I go, yeah you're on a freaking two foot rock over here <laughs> and she goes oh <laughs> And so, like, me, you know, flexing her top of it, she goes, and then she, like, looks, she goes, oh, yeah, that was a big rock. Indeed, it was. Yeah. (laughs) And then, oh, she actually, she actually hit the bedside this weekend, too, and the cab on a tree. Oh, man. Not bad. Not as bad as I did. Not as bad as I did, but we were coming down. So, the community is so wide. There was a rock on one side of the trail and a tree on the other. So, like, it's definitely going to lean you into the tree when you climb that rock. And there was no way around it. I knew we were going to hit it. It just depended on how bad we were going to hit it. So she climbed up on it and it just leaned up against the tree on the drip rail and she drove and it just got the passenger side uh, cab and at a little bit, but not too bad. You know what? It's part of part of wheeling. They're going to become raisins. Oh, I, I mean, hey, I'm not mad. We had we had a blast. That's all that matters. Good news. If you put a, if you put a interestingly enough paint job on it, you won't notice it. <laughs> it's uh, Maybe I should have it's like the uh, the wheeling trip that we went to the loop with Midwest Jeep thing, and everybody's going around the going around the group introducing themselves and the color of their JK or JL, and it comes over to me, and I said I drive a Rustolia Black XJ. That your can of quick detail is just a spray paint can. You scratch it, you just spray paint back over it, and keep moving. I mean, it's a true story. That's hilarious. No, I mean, Kirsten enjoys driving it. I think she enjoys driving more than I do, even though most of the time I won't let her drive it. That's cool, though. That's why I got the both That's awesome that she enjoys it as well. Yeah, I don't think I'd be doing it if she didn't enjoy it. That's the thing. I don't think I would have built the community. Yeah. What did you have a rig before that? Yeah, you had the. Yeah. So my whole Jeep like love affair started when I had an XJ back in high school. Yeah. And I used thought all, and I thought off roading was mudding. You know. Oh and, yeah, we did that once. Yeah. So then I totaled that by hydroplaning on Highway Forty I Forty Four here in St. Louis. Ooh. Um, so I scrapped that. I had a command. I had a Comanche in college. Little head gasket in that again, mudding. Um, it sat for a while. I had a motor for it, just never put it in. So then I sold that like an idiot. Um, I had a YJ, an 89 YJ for a little bit. Hydroplaned, not hydroplaned. I hit, ran that into a guardrail on I 44, totaled that. So then I had. Oh, before that, that silver XJ that was down at uh, Vandy's with us, Tommy. That was my, that's my old XJ. And I, so I knew he that. built it up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so he built it up a little bit, and then um, so then I had the YJ totaled that, and then um, I bought a tan T. Then I had a T a O three TJ that I was driving, and I kind of built it up a little bit, and then. Before COVID hit, I was like, okay, I got a daily S10 that I was driving around. And so then I finally said, okay, I'm going to build something. And then I thought, well, I don't want a TJ because everybody and their mother has a TJ or a Wrangler of some sort on the trails. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll I was start just uh, searching marketplace for like an XJ or MJ. 
and one popped up in Southern Missouri for like $1,700. So I sold my TJ in the morning and I had the MJ on the trailer that afternoon cutting home. <laughs> That's convenient. So, yeah. So the, so the old guy who had it put a new fuel pump in it, put a new gas tank in it and still, and couldn't get it to shift out of first. So I tried the TCU. Um, I tried a new speed sensor on that on that AW4. I still didn't fix it. So then my brother and I pulled the wiring harness, like peeled the like the, the protective cover off the wiring harness for the transmission and found a broken ground wire. Soldered that back up. Shift's just fine now. <laughs> and so that all started back in 2000, 2019 is when I bought the thing. And then COVID hit. And so then I was like, well, let's just start let's just start a one-ton swap. So then I bought my 07 axles. And then I was like, well, might as well just go to ORIs because those sound like fun. So I did that. And then I wheeled with it for a little bit with the 231. And then I then I then I realized, well, I don't know how to re-gear to get 538s. So I'll just buy a doubler for now until I get my gearing without having to re-gear the axles. Cause I can just install the doubler, you know. <laughs> Driving a nail with a sledgehammer. Yep. <laughs> Hard to argue with those kind of facts. Yeah. So basically, it's just a it's just a spring over axle in the rear, soft leafs, um, or fourteen inch ORIs up front. I have like five inches of up travel, and the rest is down. Full hydro PSC. Stock radiator, stock and four zero, nothing special. It works it good works. though. It does. It works good and it looks really fucking cool. <laughs> it does. The white well, wheels. One of the, big, one of the big selling points of it was the freaking uh, Kaiser. I was like, "Yep, I need that." Oh yeah. Yeah. Good luck finding one of those not on a rig. Yeah, they're like five hundred dollars for the for the actual lug ones. Someone makes like a repop one, but mm. it's not the same. Sitting on uh, uh, one of the shelves here in my garage behind me is a original lug mood visor for uh, OBS Ford, like yours, Josh. Oh well, yeah, I had it on my gold F three fifty that one I was talking about the other day. And uh, I took it off before I sold it because I was like, I will own another one of these trucks and I want it to have this. And in my trailer, I also have almost a complete bulldoze front end, the oh, 88 nice. front end, because I like those trucks a lot too. So I'm like, well, one way or another, I'll put together the truck that I've always wanted. No. The bulldoze. Well, the only reason why I have. Uh... 40s and the PRP seats because I won a raffle with my Jeep Club. Yeah. I won like a $2,900 gift card to Genrite. And they don't sell stuff for Comanches, but they sell Baja bosses and they sell PRP seats. <laughs> wow, that's a good deal. Damn, that's a good, uh, so that's like, a good raffle win. So basically $400 out of my pocket for the tickets and for shipping. I had, I got P- PRP seats and 40s. That's worth it. It's a solid $400. Right? Yeah, you can put that. <laughs> That's a steal. Yep. I paid twice that for my used tires. I got ripped off. <laughs> um yep. the uh 
I like the Comanche. Where did where the white wheels come from? Uh, so they were they're like cheap pro comp extreme like plated aluminum wheels. I had a spray bond of white. Oh really? And I always thought I always thought white wheels on like old like I, I love the old like white wagon wheels like on the old like Denside Fords and stuff like that. I was like, this is kind of old enough, and it sh- it just works. It does work. It looks good. Yeah. It does. And I like to be different. That's a little bit different. It's not out. It's not wild though. Like it oh, does work. Okay. So did you notice my battery box? Mm, no. I love the battery box. Do you know those old steel Coleman coolers? Yes. I have a red one in the bed. Did I miss that's that? I, box. Box. I just thought it was another one of the coolers you had back there. No, oh, that's why that's that one box. gets shit whipped out. Is because it's bolted into the bed and it's holding a battery in. <laughs> Is it at the back of the bed? It's at the front of the bed on the passenger yeah. side. Okay. Yeah, you have like fucking seven coolers in there that you're trying to keep in in attached. I, have, um, I had one. The other two are packouts. Oh yeah, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I well, your, one, your one cooler turned into like four pieces at one point. Oh no. <laughs> It stayed yeah. in better this time. I had it towards the front of the bed, not the back. There you go. I told the wife, I asked her if she, if there was anyone looking for Christmas present ideas still. And she's like, oh, I don't know. I was like, well, if anybody asks, I'd like a pack out cooler. Yes. Oh, I, want one so I love mine. Are your neighbors there's upstairs like being loud, Steve? No, there's a rat in the, there's a mouse or a rat in the wall right here, and it keeps moving around and scaring the shit out of me. It was that real was bad. Pretty, pretty large what? reaction to it right there. One night, uh, I was in here recording a studio, and one ran across the ceiling tiles, I think. It's somewhere in this room. But the microphone picked it up, and I had like this, it turned up pretty good or whatever. And it just sounded like the fucking world was coming down. And I was like, what is going on? I literally (laughs) was driving a truck through the building and scared the shit out of me. Um, And I took my headphones, what the fuck was that? And I was like, oh, that was a mouse running across the ceiling. Holy hell. So, scared me. Made me a little What is your crew cab at? 350? Yep. That three quarter ton, three quarter ton with a small block. So, so sad. The story behind that is I actually seeked, I sought out that vehicle, uh, that truck with that combination on purpose, uh, because I had originally planned on doing a come and swap. Oh, when okay. I was, when I was looking for that truck, it was going to get a come and swap. Um, I was like, I'm going to buy a crew cab OBS Chevy and I'm going to come and swap it. And then once I got the crew cab Chevy, um, started driving it. It was all good at the time. I think the engine only had like a hundred, 110,000 miles on it. So fairly low mileage. I didn't, maybe it was less than that. I don't know. Either way. Um, the, uh, I started doing the research on doing a come and swap and, Nobody had a way to make everything work. I wanted all the gauges to work and function as normal. And nobody had a real answer for that. And I was like, how do I do this? And they're like, well, 
you can do it, but it's really hard. Or like, it was like super time consuming. You had to buy all sorts of fucking random parts to make it try to work. And there's like, you still can't get the tack to work. I'm like, what? And like, oh yeah, you still this and that. I'm like, this sucks. Like I just wanted, I wanted to put a Cummins in there and I wanted to function like a normal truck. Yeah. So I never got around to sourcing said Cummins or putting one in. Gotcha. So that's how it goes. Yeah. Eventually, I was like, you know, it'd be a lot easier. Just put a six-two in this some bitch and be done with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be a lot easier. Well, that's what I was saying on the Patreon chat. I go, if it gets, if this four-sixty ever decides to go, it'll either get another four-sixty with some better heads and headers on it, or a seven-three Godzilla swap would be kind of cool. Seven-three Godzilla swap. It's their new. Is it the, that's a pushrod motor, isn't it, Trevor? Yeah, it's it's new-ish. I think they started at like 21, 20 or 21. Yeah. Is that what they're calling that motor? A 7.3 Godzilla? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's basically a Ford LS is what it is. Yeah. It's, got it was, Ford, it's got LS part numbers. To finally a, replace that stupid V10. It's a 454. Yeah, it's almost. A, so it's a big plot. So wait. Is it based loosely off the same technology as the five liter? As the new five liter? No, oh. no, it's it's a push ride motor, cabin block. It's like old big block construction, but direct injected and variable timing and all that stuff. Huh. Lucas McFarlane had a twin turbo one in his Fox Body Mustang. With the yeah. stock plastic intake on it. And never blew yeah. the intake with head gaskets. Yeah, they couldn't keep the heads on it like 35 or 40 psi that's ridiculous stock just stock motor no, it, 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 forged. but what is it the bottom end comes for they're forged bottom ends Jeez. They, they do come forged but his was all billet stuff after a while oh that yeah, now he's got he started it with just a stock seven three just uh, I think all that they did to it was just a variable valve timing delete, and uh, and that and the fuel system, and that was all. That was it. And then after a while, I think that they had an issue with melting the ring lines and the piston rings failing. Um, so then it went to billet stuff at the bottom end and new heads, yeah. and bigger cam and. A big intake manifold. Oh, no, that's right. They never put an intake manifold on it because it had the stock one for its whole life. It was not intercooled twin turbo. And they just went as fast. Didn't it or something like that? Yeah, it was like mid sevens. uh, But then they took that out and put a fully built Ripper Coyote in it. And it's insane. It's like all the RPM. So is it is it a cast iron block, the seven three? I think it's aluminum, isn't it? Real. I think so too. I think they're aluminum. It's either aluminum or it's the compressed composite stuff that all the diesels are now. Hmm. But I, I think it might be aluminum. That's insane. Like, huh? That's really interesting. So how many pounds of boost were they run on the stock bottom end? They had about 35 or something like that, didn't they? Yeah, 30 something. Jesus. So but what you're saying you could, you could seven you could seven three Godzilla swap that thing, put 10 pounds of boost to it, and just be done. Probably. Yeah, be a house. 
That'd be sick. You're going to be in it for all the same engine management. You might as well boost it. Yeah, One. right? I'll take it, like man. The, I like this. This is awesome. Let's do that. <laughs> I want to see that happen. Re- I want to be recording, Steve. Hey, man, what, what motor's in that? Uh, it's just 7.3. doesn't sound. 7.3 turbo charge. 3 is normal. Yeah, it's like, now listen to this, and it sits there and two steps it on a trans brake and then launches with the trailer with the Comanche <laughs> on it. It's like, what the fuck? Two burnouts with the Comanche on the back of the trailer. That would be I, funny. My 6.7 will burn off all four on the rear axle with the gooseneck and the Jeep on it. scares the fuck out of me when it does it, but it'll do it every day. Yeah. <laughs> If and you, um, if you end up doing that, doing the seven three swap with the twin turbo or turbo, just single turbo, I'm gonna need you to get a sticker made that says "Power Joke." Seven yeah. <laughs> <laughs> three Power Joke, or something yes. along those. Uh huh. Phantom Stroke. Phantom Stroke. Something. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like power, but it says phantom. <laughs> uh, yep. So, okay. Uh, we've been recording since about an hour and 15 minutes. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, would Could you guys you? be interested in maybe Flat Nasty next year sometime too? Absolutely. As long as I don't get a tick on my sack, I'm fine with that. <laughs> Sounds good. Like yeah. I was saying, we stayed in an Airbnb like seven minutes from the park. We could probably even go night on there and then still get back yeah. to a, an actual bed. We stayed at the cabins in the park. Yeah, I heard they have like a 17 like person or 23 person cabin too or something like that. The big, the big one. Well, we stayed in the house. There's a, there's a cabin and then there's the lodge or maybe they call rustic, it a house. The rustic cabin or whatever. Maybe I know there's one yeah. that's the log cabin that's up by myself yeah. on hill. And then um the other one is like it's just a house. And it's like uh-huh. across the way. Um and that's where we stayed at. It was in the house and yeah, it was nice. It was perfect. It had there was like how many beds were upstairs? So like fucking you could probably sleep six or eight people upstairs and then at least and then there was like bunk beds down downstairs and then there was couches there was it was pl- there's a lot of people you could put 16 people in the house probably pretty easy so yeah it was awesome they're, 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 they're under new ownership now from probably whenever you were going because what yeah eric's 30 was what three four or five years ago now keep going uh 2018 so yeah five years ago oh yeah they they're the new owners are um, they put new. They put more parking up by the office now, so you don't have to go back yeah. that whole freaking access road if you don't want to with your trailer and stuff like that. That's cool. So, map, right the on. map Rica follows the trails like awesomely. Mm-hmm. Like it knows exactly where you're at at all times. So that's freaking cool. That's what, I think that's what we were using when we were there. You see the map Rica. I think it was map Rica. Um, that's super nice to have. And then you've never been to Smore, have you? I have not. Oh, maybe we should go to S'more oh, instead of Flat Nasty then. Yeah, well, but I've never been to Flat Nasty in my Jeep, so... Oh. Well, we gotta do both Alright, four-day weekend it is. Let's go. <laughs> they're, they're only like 45 minutes away from each other. 
I'll check with my boss and see if I can get it off. You can. We could probably see Flat Nasty in a in a day if we had like oh. maybe three four rigs. Yeah, you'd have to be fucking strolling. Where do you go? Um, yeah, but if you're but if you're there with cable rigs and just want to do blacks, you could probably get hit most of the park. Yeah, that's true. Um, right on. We should, we should uh, shout out some stuff and talk about some stuff and then go to the Patreon. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Hey, you guys should go buy a Morphlate. Well, you should reach out to Derek or reach out to the Total Offroad Podcast on Instagram and let us know if you're wanting to do a, um, wanting to do a. Group buy. Thank you. God, my brain does not work. <laughs> Do a group buy for Morphlate. Um, if you're interested in that group buy, uh, huge not shout out to Eric Gentry for buying a Morphlate outside of the group buy. Fucker. <laughs> what <are> we? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened there. I don't know if he wasn't paying attention or if he didn't hear about it or whatever, but I got a notification the other day that he bought a Morphlate. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe it's a gift. I don't know. Oh well. Um so I was like, damn it, that would have been another one for the another person for the group by. But uh yeah, I need to get there for that. If you're work. thinking about doing a if you're thinking about doing buying a morphlate, get in on the group by. I promise you you're going to save more money than you will with any other discount code. Um so I think they talked about it on last week's podcast on what the whole breakdown was. I went to go find a beer or something. Um but yeah, that's uh, that's the thing. Go do that. I'm gonna shout out all the all the people real quick. You ready? Go ahead. All right. Check out Complete Off Road if any of you if you need anything for your rig at five six three five eight three five three six three or completeoffroad.com. Chris is a good contact there. Check out Jacob. I mean Offroad Anonymous if you need kind of uh fabrication parts or the milwaukee packout goodies if you're getting a milwaukee packout cooler for christmas like i'm going to get for sure gonna happen somebody's gonna get me one um then you're gonna need some milwaukee packout gear to go with that and check out morphlate check out rad designs if you need to get your shift together you'll need to check out rad designs i've got their shifter in my jeep if you didn't know that you don't listen to this podcast if you're yeah. an OG, you help make it happen. What did you say? What did you say, Josh? I said I need to get my shift together. I have the other the other shifter in mine right now. Oh, you do. That's right. That's correct. You do have a, <laughs> the have shifter the that old, should not be named. The old shifter. Yeah, it's not a summer's <laughs> shifter. It's something else. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you should definitely. Uh, I don't. I don't know anything about that shifter that you have. Um, but what I can say is I really like mine. I really like the, the VX that's in mine, especially for the AW4. Um, I think Trevor got to witness some of its capabilities, uh, there down at Vandy. So I was kind of showing him how that worked going into first gear. It's the, it's manual. So it holds the, it holds it in first gear. So you can use engine braking going down hills, which is phenomenal. Yeah, I had to use I used the Nifty Shifty Junior plug in play. Oh yeah. Cool. And, and that's so. that, yeah, that's something that Rory uh Rory and Nick 
is it's Nick and Timer, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, those two work together. And so I think Rory does like promote that product, those products quite a bit as well. Yeah. For I chores. just didn't know anything about Rory's VX and before when I bought mine until it yep. was already on my, on my table. Yeah. So what <laughs> you have, what you have right now is like the older version of that. And then his from going from your not summers shifter and your nifty junior, um, to Rory's VX is like same thing. It just puts it all together and it's just yeah. like the updated model of it. So check out Rory. If you need to get your shift together, uh, check out toolbox widget. If you need to get your toolboxes organized, cause they have some really cool stuff and they like me. So you should check them out, right. especially it's Christmas. There's a lot of cool low buck items that you could get for your mans. If you are looking for that or, Maybe your girl has a toolbox. Maybe she needs to organize her powder drawer. I don't. I don't know. Makeup drawer needs needs organize. You know what? I bet you could put some combs and some tweezers and whatever you have uh, to organize. Check out the uh, toolbox widget. They're cool. Who else do I need to shout out on this thing? Everybody. Let's get the list is getting longer. It sure is. Oh, crawler off road. Holy shit! Sorry about that. Um, check out crawl off road because you need some recovery gear going into the winter. It's about to get slippery. You're going to need some recovery gear. Get it for your daily rig. Get it for your off-road rig. Whatever you need it for, they got some good stuff. So go check it out. Make Save sure it. you get a 10-foot tree shackle, tree saver shackle thing because you never know what you're going to use it for, but it sure is fucking useful. Am I? Yeah, no shit. Am I? going to announce the winner of the moose knuckle on the podcast. Yeah, yeah you should. I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. I know. I'm pretty sure I know who won it. Um, I'm Maybe pretty sure when I looked the next morning, the first person to post information about said thing was John Prey. So I'm pretty sure yeah. that's who won it. Oh, you're going right. to show, right. show John Prey your moose knuckle? Huh? Gonna show John Prey and Moose Knuckle. I'm gonna send John Prey my knuckle. It's wait. This is the this is got the picture out. My bad. I think I think that he was the first one to post up that day and post information in regards to the axle and talk about where it came from and stuff. So I'm gonna call that he's the winner. Dave, you can be upset. I don't think you really needed a Moose Knuckle that bad anyway. But Dave would have been like the second person to post it. And then a few other people will tag my wife, which she did not like at all. I just tagged your wife in a post because I thought it was hilarious. I don't know shit about M37s, but her confusion on it was hysterical. Yeah, I did not give her any kind of heads up. She texted me she's like, why is everyone tagging me in this? I don't know. That's weird. <laughs> did you tell them to tag me on the podcast? Ah, yeah, I might have done that. Yeah, I might have been drinking. My apologies. So, uh, so who was it that yeah. said they that their wife does it too? Was it Chris Willie? Just happened. Um, what was it? Didn't Chris Willie comment on one of them saying, um, that he has his wife tagged and stuff too, so he sees it? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, like, on, <laughs> on his podcast, he's always like, get a hold of Andy, whatever you need, whatever, which is his wife. He's like, just <laughs> message her on Facebook. Well, I just made you guys disappear. Now I can't get back to you. What the fuck? I can hear you, but I'm I can't. no longer in my garage. I don't even. I'm 
I've gone through the map. He deleted me from existence. <laughs> Doesn't like us anymore, I guess, Trevor. That's fine. We'll just go to S'more and flat nasty without him. <laughs> I don't know how to open this back up. It's so annoying. You've popped out the video player to another window. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I found it. Do, do your ending and then get out of here. <laughs> right. I guess if Steve finds us for the Patreon, we'll see you later. Discord is difficult. Thanks for joining us for episode 194. I appreciate you guys, and we'll catch you on the trail.